Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Uh, but I just want to give you a good word this morning to encourage your heart. And I want to challenge you as well that if, if you're here today and that you don't know what I'm fixing to talk about, that the Holy Spirit of God convict you in such a way that you'd run to it. Amen. Let it be so. You're going to have to get pretty sick to run to Jesus. I get that part. But I hope to, I hope, you know what? There's a lot of people who like good desserts. And if I had one, I'd, I'd use it right now as an analogy. We, we just put the best looking, delicious looking cake you've ever seen right up here. And that just be the, the, the most favorite one you ever, you ever had. I don't know how to tell you except you got to come get it. If you want it, it's there. And I can't give you mine. Hallelujah, you don't get mine. <laughs> Ain't because I'm selfish, just because I need it. Bless God, I ain't worried about that because he's got a plenty. He don't have to borrow from me to give it to you. My cup can run over every time, and I assure you the fountain is still plentiful. And I've come to get my part. And I hope that you'll get your part today. Listen, if you ain't right with God, you can't get your part. You hear me? You're not going to get it. I want you to know that's a sad way to be. But you don't have to be that way, and I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit will just draw you right down to that place of a broken, repentant heart that you'll get right with God. We've all been there. We've all done that, ain't we? Amen. Amen. Truth is, if you're doing it right, it's every day's business. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 7 says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Father, thank you for your word. I thank you for the conviction that it brings to me. Thank you, God, for the constant reminding of the precious truth, the spirit of God, that it's all about you, that I don't have any power, (laughs) and that you have placed this extraordinary treasure in an old pot. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you're keeping it, that you're preserving it, and that you'll deliver it unto that very day when you redeem us. Thank you for what you're going to do as I pray for the souls that are struggling among us right now. May this be the day of their deliverance. I humbly pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How do you describe such a treasure as Jesus? Um, it was laid on my heart this morning before the broadcast. I, I 
Brother Danny was going to preach this morning, and, and I told him, I said, I've got something I've got to share. I said, but I'm not going to preach. He said, don't say that. I said, well, I don't intend to preach. I said, but I do have a verse to share. And, and what, I did, what I had on my heart, and it's still there, is the fact that I've got a treasure in Jesus. Now, I don't know how to fully describe to you all about this treasure, but I want to brag on him for just a little bit and tell you about this wondrous treasure that I found. Now, I ain't looking down and going to tell you about this wondrous gift as if I'm the only one that's got it. Because some of you big-eyed are looking back at me smiling saying, I got it too. Aren't you glad that the treasure of Jesus is available to whosoever will? You can have it. Amen. And I've spent my life, at least the most of it, trying to persuade men that Jesus is worth everything else in this world. Now, I don't know how well I've done, but I tell you, it's still in my heart as if it was brand new that the greatest thing that ever happened to me was when I got saved. (laughs) The day that I found the treasure, or it found me. But what a treasure that it is. I I want to give you just a, a quick description of the treasure that I have found. There was something that I couldn't do. I couldn't deal with death. I couldn't overcome death. I couldn't win in that battle. And yet the very treasure that I found was the answer to it. It solved every problem that I'd ever have or ever will have. What I found that day in Jesus was a a friend that sticks closer to me than anybody else. I found a confidant, somebody that I can talk to at any hour of the day, and he's listening. And brother, may I say to you, he has got every answer that I'll ever ask a question for. He knows what's right, and he knows what's not right, and he only advises me in the ways that are right. Now, there's people in this world that do and will give about anything they've got to have all the knowledge and the power that, is, that can be had in this world. May I say to you today that when I found Jesus, I found all the resources within heaven and earth in Jesus. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying that the one that abides within me has the answer to every problem. They spend millions on that today. Billions men would give to have such knowledge and power. And did you know it resides in me? That startles me often as well. That power such as that lives in me. Now, I'm not saying that I understand everything God's doing or or how he does it, but I'm telling you right now, there's not a question I can ask him he can't answer. That indicates he's sovereign, almighty, omniscient, omnipotent. Everything about God is greater than me. And what I want you to know, he is all-powerful. He is in control. And everything that abides within me is the essence of God himself through the third part of the Holy Spirit. And that treasure, brother, it abides within me. Pardon me if I'm a little excited about such a truth. I've got something in me, friend, that the world needs. 
Men are in search of knowledge. Men are in search of power. Men want to, may I say to you today, that all of those things are in the Holy One, Jesus Christ, and He lives in me. But that treasure dwells in an earthen vessel. All right, therein is the rub, is that there is a conflict that is ever present within me. Now, I've got the Holy Spirit of God, and may I say to you today, unequivocally, confidently, absolutely persuaded that there's not one second of my life the Holy Spirit's not present. Amen. Amen. Come on, believers. Amen. We know that the Holy Spirit, when you get born again, is applied. It comes in according to the Word of God. He sets up a boat inside me, and He makes me a promise that very instant that I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Now say amen. amen. Had to give you the word for it. The Holy Spirit abides within me. And it was the Holy Spirit that moved upon the face of the deep and what we know of as the creation of God today suddenly became as what we see. The power of the Holy Spirit that can do anything. The power of the Holy Spirit that would lead millions plus to the edge of the Red Sea with an Egyptian army approaching about them and sparted for them and they walk across on dry ground. That kind of power. A power that was able to resurrect, amen, dead people, amen, just by saying, get up. A power that was so great that when he just walked through the crowd, a woman who recognized who he was said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole kind of power. It lives in me. A power so wondrous and so marvelous that he is able in every circumstance, in every condition to be my redeemer, my rescuer. And every one of us today, if we were trying to give testimony of all that Jesus has done for us, why, well, we'd just have to book out the next week or two, wouldn't we? And this treasure is in me. Now, you say such a treasure as that, surely, preacher, we ought to be careful If men seek such wisdom and power of this world, surely they would seek to steal what it is you have. Let me give you a paradox here. You can't steal it, but you can have it. Now, you can't have mine, but you can have yours. All you've got to do is get it. You see, the treasure that I've got, no man can lay a hand to. The treasure that was given to me is one that is forever preserved, sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Not enough devils in hell able to take it out of his hand kind of power. A treasure that says, he that believes in me shall never perish kind of power. And yet we have beg people to come to church. Something wrong with that. Amen. Right. amen. Steve's the only one I heard, but amen. There 
there's a treasure inside of me that ought to be the fuel, amen, that is combusting inside of me every day, setting me on fire, not because of circumstantial things of this world, not because of the good or the bad of this life, but because Jesus died on a cross for me. That's treasure. A treasure that, brother, when every man gets to that door that he can't get through. When death faces every soul. I've got something. (laughs) Amen. That's going to take me through. You won't even know I'm gone. And I'll be there. Amen. About time you hit nine on the phone, it's too late. I'm already there. That kind of treasure. Amen. Say the world, they're after that kind of power. Indeed. Amen. Men killing one another to try to achieve that kind of power, to have that kind of control, to have that kind of wisdom. But may I say to you today, it's not within man to be any one of those things. It is only to have. Man cannot be God. Man cannot be all-knowing and all-seeing and all-wise and all-powerful. Man will never be that. But what God said was, is he, through Jesus Christ, was going to reconcile man that we might be divine partakers of the holy nature. That's a treasure. Tell you right now, that's that's worth dying for. You reckon people have died for Jesus? Books full of them. People that said, don't believe want none of that. I'll take Jesus. We're going to cut your head off. Don't really care. Not really a big concern to me. If he who is in control of all things deems it opportunity for you to take my head, I fix him to graduate. Enjoy it. I'm going home. That kind of treasure. That kind of treasure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature is able to separate me from the love of Christ kind of power. That's some treasure now. The Bible, Jesus said it like this. He said there's a man found a pearl one day. And he deemed it the most precious pearl he'd ever seen in his life. You know what he did? He immediately went out and he sold everything he owned so that he might buy that one pearl. That one pearl. The treasure that I have in my heart, I traded one day for it. He came to me When I was nine years old and within that long, the Holy Spirit convinced me that I was lost. And you know what I had to trade for the treasure? A life of sin, a life of wickedness, no hope, no peace, no joy, no abilities, no power, nothing could I offer unto God. But you know what he said? He said, I'll trade your wickedness for the righteousness of Jesus Christ if you'll just say yes to Jesus. Thank God don't take smarts, amen. 
I didn't even have to think about it that long. That's a good deal. I don't care who you are. And that day, I traded who I was for who he is. The imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ was given unto me in the form of the Holy Ghost of God. And brother, that treasure has been in my soul every day since then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, what a treasure. That about this man, he sold everything that he had. May I say to you today, he expects you to give up everything you are. Now, it's still a, a deal, right? You may roll in here today and you may have millions in a bank. You may be controller of so many different things. You may have wisdom that none of us have. You may have intelligence or capabilities or talents or gifts that exceed anybody in this room. But let me tell you something. If you don't have Jesus, you broke. You are desperate. You are bankrupt on your way to hell. I'd much rather be done with not a thing to offer nobody or anything and know that Jesus abode in my heart than have everything in this world. The treasure that I'm talking about is Jesus. This man, Jesus said, found this pearl, and he said when he found it, he knew that was it. Have you come to that conclusion concerning Jesus yet? Have you come to the conclusion that there's nothing in this world that is greater of value, not even in slightest comparison to the Lord Jesus Christ? Is everybody to that point? Well, it wasn't a decision at all. He said, I I want you to give up on you and believe all in me. Check that box. I'm not interested in me. You know what? When I got saved, I gave up on me. I died to self to have the treasure of Jesus Christ. The treasure that abides within us. Jesus said in another place, he said that there's a man found a treasure in a field. So he went and sold what he had and he bought the field. Why? Because he found the treasure in it. I believe the problem today is that so many of you don't treasure what you got. If you've ever been born again, you've allowed struggle to come in in one way or another, and you've allowed the the griefs and circumstances of this life to jade your understanding of this good treasure. But may I say to you today, regardless of what comes my way, what I am absolutely convinced of is that the Lord Jesus Christ is in control and he's going to deliver me to heaven one day. I am absolutely convinced that what Jesus Christ did on the cross when he shed his blood and rose from the tomb was to forgive my sins forever. Amen. Oh, that's a treasure. That's a treasure. Let me ask it to you this way. Is any relationship more important than that treasure? Is anything in this world that can be had, is anything worth trading what you have in Jesus? No. Is there of anything in value in this world, your greatest fleshly desire, is there anything that you could honestly and accurately debate today compares to Jesus? And yet... We trade fellowship with Jesus for the, for the most ridiculous of things. One experience in the flesh. We trade our relationship with Christ for that. One ungodly.
ungodly act, we'll say, I need that more than I do Jesus. You say, preacher, when you put it that way, it makes it sound such a silly transaction. I'd go as far to say is that it's downright dumb of us to trade anything for the peace of heart that I have in this treasure. Here's what I know about the treasure, and, and many of you know this too, that in the hardest circumstances of life, what I have on the inside of me sustains me. There have been nights and days both where I, my mind has been perplexed by the trouble of this world and the trouble in my own life, and I laid down and in peace went to sleep. Say, how can you do that? Let me tell you about this treasure I have. The Bible said that it is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And it dwells within me. You can call me at three in the morning, don't? But you could call me at three in the morning and you could say, do you still have that peace? And you know what I'm going to say? Yep. Once I wake up, I'm going to say, yep, I've still got it. You know why? Because he never leaves me. You say, preacher, oh, I can offer you. I can offer you so much pleasure in the world. I'm not interested. Not if it means that I sacrifice one moment in fellowship with Christ. Going back to what Jesus said, he said, when the man found that pearl, he sold everything. You know what? A lot of people just ain't willing to give up on things. They just ain't willing to give up on self. They ain't willing to relinquish pride and and control of their own lives. And I'm sure if you ever find Jesus, you'll give up those things. Right? You won't come to Jesus saying, yep, I did it. No, you find Jesus, you'll be weeping just like the rest of us saying, I'm lost without you and I need you to save me. Amen, but hallelujah, when you get saved, there's a treasure that is imparted to us. The Bible says this when the brother read it on the broadcast this morning. The Bible said when when Mary gave birth there in Bethlehem, the Bible said that she wrapped a babe in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. And some say, well, that's the greatest gift in the world. Absolutely. But I can't can't present to you just a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Right? Because that was just the beginning of the gift. Right? The treasure that I'm talking about lived sinless on this earth for 33 and a third years. The treasure that I'm talking about was gave himself. Gave himself to a bunch of lying, corrupt thieving people and they hung him on a cross and they didn't take his life but he gave his life and then they pierced him in the side and out came blood and water which would forever be the payment for my sins and yours. They laid my gift in an empty tomb and they put a stone at the door and guarded it but on the third day (laughs) see my treasure is increasing in value with every word isn't it? On the third day, the Bible said when they came to anoint the body of Jesus, what they found was an empty tomb. He was dead, but he didn't stay dead. 
No, according to the Bible, he rose again just like he said he would. And according to 1 Corinthians 15, if he rose, that means I will also. That's pretty neat treasure, ain't it? Let me, let me complex your, your little brain right now. How many have got a way to get out of the ground after they lay you in? Figure that out. You get the point, right? There's more stuff you can't figure out than what you can. And the stuff that's really hard to figure out, ain't nobody will figure out, but I can tell you what the answer is to You see, the only thing that was going to get me through... See, the ultimate problem was not whether I'd have anything in this life. The, the, the problem is not whether or not I'd have a car, I'd have a truck, I'd have a house, or I'd have... None of that's the issue. The question is, what am I going to do when I die? That's right, that's right. Right? you can be poor and live to 100, you can be rich and live to 100, those are not the things that matter. The question is, what are you going to do when you ain't a hundred no more? You're dead. Well, I happen to receive the treasure that has the answer to all of that. Not only did I get Jesus in my heart, but I got His Word as forever promises to me of what he is, He's going to do has done, and will always do. He has given me His Word, which gives me peace and hope and joy. Three of the things the world is in search of, but they're looking in the wrong places. So we come back to the verse. I'm going to close with this. We come back to the verse. Well, the Apostle Paul said, was well, certainly it's a treasure. It's beyond description. It's beyond understanding, really. To truly comprehend what it is to have is to simply melt at his feet and thank you. Yeah. I don't know what else you do. But Paul said, problem is, is that, that this treasure is in me. I don't know about you, but I can look in the mirror and I can find lots of problems with me. When, when I see the flesh, I, I, the flesh got problems. The flesh has a sin nature that never left it, even though I received the treasure that day. The sin nature hung around. And it often is my greatest enemy, not the devil, but my flesh. And Paul said, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Now, you get something as valuable as what I'm trying to explain to you today, which, by the, by the way, is inestimable. You, you really can't value what I'm trying to talk about. But let's just say it's, it's above and beyond a million times anything you can conceive in this world is valuable. That's what it is. And you know what he chose to do? He chose to stick it in. Thank you. Not behind locking the key to his feet. But he said, I'm going to put it in fallible, problematic, failing you. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm going to play with. I'm going to play to you. And the Apostle Paul said, guess what? He did all that on purpose. Wasn't a mistake by God, Travis, to trust in you this great treasure. He did it on purpose. Why? So that all would know that it is according to the excellency of his power and not. What did he say? The very reason that God's done something so difficult to understand, I put the most precious, wonderful treasure that could be known to man. He chose to put it in fallible view. Was so that the world may know that it's never been you. That the excellency of the power might not ever be awarded to us, but always to Him. You see, I'm, I've got the treasure, and I, I hope you've, you've taken it this morning as a bit boastful, right, in a good way. I've been trying my best to brag about Him, and I know I have not done it yet. Right? I could look at you, and you could start with your own list. Of what a treasure. You'd start with your own list, couldn't you say? What a treasure in me. Yet what we all struggle with is that it is in me. There are some days that you wouldn't even know I have. Shame, shame, right? You know that we do that with these kids. Shame, shame. There are days that some don't even know I have a treasure. We stuck it in an earthen vessel, and there are days that that vessel is just not right. There are days that the potter has to take that vessel and do a little work. There are days he can put a scrub into it that you won't enjoy. But oh, at the bottom of that scrub, the treasure starts shining. That's right, it does. The joy and the peace and the wondrous value of knowing Jesus is in me begins to shine through again. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. I get it. And you know what that means? I'm going to have to forgive you of some stuff. And you're going to have to forgive me. Because when you watch the flesh, you'll find out that it's not perfect. But all oh, the treasure is. The treasure is. My question today is, do you have that treasure? Can you look at me with one of them big, one of them big grins and say, yep. I know just what you're talking about. I've been to Calvary myself. Like Mama didn't do it for me. I went myself. And that day, Christ came into me. And every day, I've been in awe of His power and His greatness and the treasures that I've been given. I've been given. 
Ask him to get us some. We have a lot to be grateful for. There's no doubt about it. Thanksgiving is meant to remind us of those things that we should be grateful for. One man said it like this, that the preacher's job is to constantly remind you of what you're constantly forgetting. Somebody say amen. Amen. Ain't that true? Amen. What God is doing is constantly reminding us of what we're constantly forgetting. And that is within me is the most valuable, most important, wondrous treasure I'm going to do my best tonight to tell us tonight, if you let me, what, what we're going to do with that treasure. But, but there's been something that's been trusted to me. And, and there creates a personal responsibility in my life to live in a certain way that honors His Word, obeys Him. And when I choose to go out and do my own thing, I have, I have willfully disobeyed. Rebellion is a better word. I have willfully disobeyed God, and I have chosen to mind the pot, the vessel, more than I have the treasure. And we've already concluded that the vessel itself is just But God has put that treasure in all of us that have been born again. God's put the treasure in us so that regardless of whether it's me talking to you or you talking to me, what we realize is it ain't really you and it ain't really me, but it's who's in us. It's the treasure. It's what's in us. So let me ask you, what's in you? It doesn't matter what's in your wallet. What's in you? What's in you? I believe there's plenty today that would, if I said, listen, if, if you are unwilling for anything in this world to give up on Christ, once you come up here and stand with me, I, I believe we'd see a bunch of people just get up and say, I don't want the world, I want Jesus. I believe that. I believe most of you would, would say absolutely. Let them come in with the guns or swords or whatever. I, I, I just want Jesus. Is that where you are? Or are you trading the meaningless, worthless things of life that may provide pleasure for an and then are gone? Are you trading the most infallible, wondrous word that is in this treasure for that stuff. Come on. You better make sure that you've got the treasure in your heart because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If Jesus ain't the treasure, then your heart ain't in Jesus. And as we sing Give an invitation to repent today. Repent's not a bad thing. Repent's a good thing. Repentance is what brings us near to God, deals with the pot, the flesh, the vessel, and it renews our relationship with God in order that the treasure might then be at the top, the excellency of His power. Where are you at today? Are you right with God? 
Are you right with God? Are you ready right now to meet Him? You're going to meet Him. Are you ready to meet Him? As we sing, if you need Jesus today, would you come? Would you come?